Welcome to the Restorative Divorce Podcast, where we focus on all things divorce and parenting related to help you find clarity, stay informed, and stay out of family court. With 20 plus years of family law experience, our attorney and mediator, Aaron Burt, has seen too many times how family court will negatively impact your health, your relationship with your kids, and your wallet. This podcast aims to turn that around and empower our listeners to take back control of their family law process and their lives by working with divorce professionals that seek to help and not hurt. Our goal is to provide you with expert tips that you can implement today to restore your finances, emotional well-being, and co-parenting skills. Of course, our team at BurtLaw.com is always here to customize a restorative divorce plan for you. But for now, listen to this episode to get help today. Today, we want to talk to you about divorce planning and incorporating some divorce professionals early on in your case. We're going to specifically cover current market trends in real estate and different mortgage products that are available to you when you are contemplating divorce or going through a divorce. Today, I've invited my good friend, Larry, from Guaranteed Rate to come and share some great ideas with you. Well, thank you, Aaron and Tyler, for having me today. I appreciate it. It's great to be here. Uh, my name is Larry Lovatier, and I'm a certified divorce lending professional, CDLP, and I'm also a vice president of mortgage lending at Guaranteed Rate. And I focus my practice on helping divorcing clients. It's a specialty that I have, and um, I take a, a more of a holistic, big picture approach um, to the process in looking at not only what their goals are for today, but what their goals are down the road. And I put an emphasis on being involved early on in the process so that I can make sure that things are structured so that they have the most success post-divorce. And Larry, you and I started working together because we are, I believe, like-minded professionals. And we both strive to have our clients be most informed um, to learn all of their options early on so that if they need to change or if they need other options, we're able to pivot and we're able to still help them and meet them where they're at or improve their circumstances. And so that's something that I really value about you is that um, I, I think the sometimes that scary unknown of divorce is I'm going to lose this house. I'm going to, how am I going to survive without having my house that I have invested in or saved money for or made improvements to. And, you know, they can think about losing other things, but the scariest thing I would say is, is losing your house or feeling that you have no options. And so somebody like you being able to come along and give them hope, give them options that they wouldn't have otherwise known about. And that many divorce litigators or divorce attorneys don't know about is a it's an invaluable service. I think so. And thank you for saying that. And I, I always refer to it as the fear of the unknown. One of the things that I find in talking with clients who are going through a divorce is sometimes they won't even even bring it up, but I'll I'll introduce the topic. They're scared to death as to what the future is going to look like for them post-divorce. They don't know if they can stay in the marital home if they'll be able to afford to purchase a different home post-divorce. 
And so one of the things I tell them, you know, one of our very first conversations is let's let's remove that fear of the unknown. I'll, I'll do an analysis and figure out what your options are going forward. Um, and, and, and then they feel a lot better. It, it's a stressful and traumatic time in their life, but at least they know that piece of it may have a successful outcome for them. And so it kind of ties into another thing that I, I put a great emphasis on, and that's involving all the, the divorce professionals early on in the process. So too often I see situations where I'm not contacted until after the divorce is final. And then as I put it, I can only play with the cards we're dealt. Um, right. But if I'm involved early on, we can identify what the options are um, that are available to the to the client. But more importantly, assist you in structuring that that settlement agreement because the language in that settlement agreement can often conflict with the goals that the divorcing client hopes to achieve post-divorce. And specifically as it relates to what I do, it can conflict with mortgage lending guidelines. And, and then we don't have that successful outcome that we we're hoping for. And you touched, excuse me, you touched on it a minute ago. We also want them to be able to make informed decisions as they go along. And a big piece of that is focusing on their real estate needs. So uh, excuse me, to give you a quick example, I see this quite frequently. One spouse or the other is interested in retaining the marital home. And they're going to be reliant on income sources like child support and maintenance to qualify for mortgage financing. But very often I'm contacted after the divorce is final. I, I look at the settlement agreement and it says must refinance the marital home within 90 days where you have to put the house on the market and sell it. Well, there's this thing in the lending industry called the 636 rule. I have to be, if I'm going to use child support and maintenance to help the client qualify, I have to show six months proof of receipt of that maintenance before they can use it to qualify for mortgage financing. So I've only got 90 days, but we have to wait six months. The math doesn't work. And so that the client, you know, they're, they're set up for failure. They haven't even gotten out of the gate yet. So as a divorce professionals, if we're all working together, we can identify these things. We can do one of two things. So one of the things we could do is get a temporary court order to start the payment of that, that maintenance and child support so that by the time we're, the divorce is final, we have six months of proof of receipt under our belt. We can move forward right away. Or we can change the timeline in which we give the the retaining spouse to refinance the mortgage. So um, involving the divorce professionals early on is so important because there's so many things that we could assist and make sure they have a successful outcome. And that includes, you know, tax professionals, uh, financial planners, you know, there's a designation within financial planning called certified divorce financial analysts. We'll be going to talk I'm not a tax accountant and I don't play one on TV. So it's best to have <laughs> You know, the, uh, but I know enough to know that the client should speak to somebody who does know. And, right. And so it's important to involve the team early on. So we help the client get to the finish line successfully. Well, you know, and just, um, you know, for you, Larry, I mean, I think we see it um, in not most, but a lot of, um, you know, families that are going through a divorce that are separating the marital home is the asset you know yes. and 
you have a lot of emotional attachment to your marital residence, especially if you have kids, yeah. depending on their age, you know, but, you know, um, divorce attorneys and, you know, judges and everybody in the profession, you know, also realizes here's our asset. How do we split it up? Right. And, you know, but people want to stay in the home and, you know, or, you know, one party wants to stay, one party wants to go. So I, I, I do, I think, you know, from what you're saying, right. It's, it, it can be very important on what you want to do because the marital residence, you know, is a lot of times the sole asset of the marital estate. You yeah, know, it's, it's not like you can go request. out and, you know, use all your, you know, other assets to cover the expense. And it's, you know, uh, I mean, having a home is a big asset, you know, right. it's, sure. it's your biggest thing that most people ever have, you know, it's, uh, you know, so I think it's interesting to, you know, what you're saying about getting involved early and, you know, knowing options. And, uh, you know, I think something that Erin is, is very good at with her clients, you know, is kind of giving options and, you know, real expectation, you know, it's easy to say, yeah, we could do that when maybe it's not, you know, we can, but maybe not the way you're thinking of it. So, well, and, and maybe this would be a good time to, to talk about, um, what things look like, what are, you know, what can people consider that are either considering divorce or in the divorce process? Larry, you were talking a little bit more about, you know, we can help focus on the future um, by planning and pre-planning, but maybe we can talk a little bit from from your expertise, like current market conditions and, and where are we at right now? So people can maybe start thinking, do I hold on to this house? Do I sell this house? You know, what's available to me? And and I would think that current market conditions come into play when you're trying to consider your options. Oh, for sure. Without a doubt. Um, Right now, um, market conditions are probably the most difficult that we've seen. Uh, In in my career, these are the most difficult. I've talked with, you know, I've got coworkers that have been in the industry 30, 40 years that's going back a ways and they've never seen conditions like these. Oh, wow. Chicago, excuse me. The Chicago Tribune had an article just the other day and the headline was spring market stalling. And, um, yeah, they're, and they're just, it's a very challenging time right now for, for, and most people think the, the, biggest contributing factor is the higher mortgage rates that we're seeing right now. I think an even bigger factor is what we call the lack of inventory. There's just a very short supply of homes for sale out there right now. In Naperville, for example, which is you know a community of 150,000 people that runs from I-88 East West Holloway all the way down into Will County. So it covers the entire length of DuPage County and half of another county. There are only 30 homes for sale right now. In really 30 30 so if you're planning wow. to move to Naperville, i wish wish you the best because <laughs> um it, it is so that's how how small the inventory is there are buyers out there not as many as there would normally be but there's just not enough supply for the demand so and, you know in regards to that and it's, it's something i've always thought about because you hear a lot about well inventory is low or inventory is high so in your opinion, is that a function of, um, you know, people aren't selling because they can't, 
afford or can't qualify for a new home. You know, so they're they can't sell their home because they can't qualify for a new home. That's that, a big part of it. So um, I put a couple of numbers together for today. So on a three hundred thousand dollar loan amount, the payment on that that mortgage today is going to be five hundred and fifty seven dollars higher than it would have been in this five and a half year. The average family, that's a big chunk of the household budget. Mm-hmm. And so potential sellers, they're thinking, well, gosh, you know, our, our current mortgage would get, you know, three and a quarter percent. Now we're going to double that interest rate. Home values gone up, have gone up 49%, I'm sorry, 42% since 2019. So we've got higher purchase cost, higher interest rate we're borrowing the money at. And then you throw in inflation on everything else to go with it, gas, groceries, people are saying. And then the biggest thing I think is the fear of selling their current home and not being able to buy the next one. If they want to do that move up by, or even the, the downsizing, because there is so little inventory out there, they'll have no trouble selling their current home. They probably will be buying stay where we are. And so those are all contributing factors. And as it relates to a divorcing client, you know, often the thought is, well, one spouse will retain the marital home, refinance the mortgage to remove the other spouse from the title and the mortgage to the house. Uh, but they're looking at it and saying, well, gosh, you know, we have a three and a quarter percent interest rate now. We refi, you know, we're doubling the interest rate. The payment's higher. In some cases, the, the retaining spouse can't afford that new higher payment um and so some of them are starting to make decisions you know what we'll, we'll do nothing with the house right now and we'll wait until market conditions are are more attractive for doing a refi i can't tell you how many clients i've had have made that decision to simply do nothing for the time being yeah now not everyone is willing to do that some people just you know they want to finalize things and be done um, but but some are making those decisions right now. Gosh, we can't, you know. And and even if their decision is to sell the marital home and each go off on their own and purchase their own properties, the same affordability issues are coming into play. And then we add to that the lack of rentals out there. So it's a challenging time. Hmm. It really is. And it seems that, you know, fortunately and unfortunately, it's making people think twice about divorcing or moving on. And um, so there is even in our area, a kind of a delay or a shift in how people are approaching their divorce process. Um, that fear of the unknown, inflation, costs, not knowing, you know, what what can be affordable to them, what products might be, uh, you know, available to them. And so, a lot of people are pivoting towards mediation, um, staying out of the court, maybe coming up with a separation agreement first, or at least having some guidelines for living under the same roof, and then waiting for what they hope that market conditions change. And so that maybe then they um, divest of their house or or other assets. Um, Larry, what would you say for a family that does not have the liberty to wait, or for whatever reason, they would like to move forward with their divorce now, what would you say are some of the options that they do have that that um, living under the same roof is, is just not going to work? 
Um, what, you know, what kind of options do you think that they have to navigate these, um, what sounds like very significant challenges they're facing? Yes. So, um, and that's a really good question. So one of the things that uh, is really a neat concept is, is uh, the term assumption. And because of where rates are and so forth now, um, there is the opportunity for the one party or the other, uh, one spouse or the other, to assume the responsibility for making the current mortgage payment. So they don't have to refinance the mortgage right now and end up with the higher interest rate. So they can assume the, then there's two two options for assumption. One is called simple assumption. And they can, the party that's gonna be retaining the home can simply assume responsibility for making the payment each month. Downside to that is that does not absolve the other party, the other spouse, from legal responsibility. So if spouse A doesn't make the mortgage payment, the lender can still go to spouse B for the payment. So um, in simple terms, that's how simple assumption works. To fix that, you could do qualified assumption. uh, And as part of that process, we would potentially be obtaining what's called a, a release of liability or spouse B. So they're completely removed from any responsibility for the home. The challenges there are that the retaining spouse actually does have to qualify for mortgage financing. It's not just as simple as taking over the payments. They do have to qualify. Sometimes the the lenders will require a a 5% down payment, which sounds weird on a, where you're just assuming a mortgage. What's a down payment? That's it's purchase financing. Well, they will often ask for 5% down. And then the other thing to watch for is that they may agree to allowing one party or the other to assume the mortgage, but not at the terms of the existing mortgage. So one of the things I would recommend is, you know, to for the client to provide a copy of the note, the deed, and the closing disclosure from their, their previous mortgage closing. And in there will be the language for uh, one, whether or not when they will allow the summons at all, and then two, what their provisions are going to be. Are they going to want it? Because there's a term that will say, but not on not on the terms. So that's they're telling you right away that hey, yes, we'll let you assume the mortgage, but we're going to want to bump up that rate to where where the market is today, not the rate, not the market rates that no longer exists. And as a, from a business perspective, I understand it from their perspective, we would all trade them. But that is one way of not having to refinance the mortgage and, and allowing the other spouse to not have a legal responsibility for it. So there's a couple of other things we can do. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. And then, um, and then there's a couple of other neat programs available for folks. So if, uh, and this is a very little known thing in the industry. Uh, normally, if we were looking at first-time home buyer, the definition of first-time home buyer is cannot have owned a home in the last three years. What is not well known in the in the industry is that a divorcing client actually qualifies as a first-time home buyer. Now, that may not, on the surface of things, sound like a big deal, but first-time home buyer programs have lower minimum down payments, lower interest rates, lower mortgage insurance, 
and relaxed or, and or looser lending guidelines. It's easier to qualify for those programs than they are under regular lending guidelines. So um, it's a way of combating what we were just talking about in terms of market division, a little bit better interest rate than you would otherwise, less down payment money required. And, and the reason that they qualify is there's a, a little known term in the Fannie Mae Freddie Mac guidelines called displaced homemaker. Mm-hmm. And as as part of going through divorce, if the if the couple are going to sell the marital home, they're being displaced. So they fall under that provision. So they can qualify for first-time home buyer. Uh, programs, despite the fact that they actually own a home right now. There's two two uh, qualifiers, though. They can't own any other property. So if they have an investment property or a second home, uh, they okay. qualify. If they inherited a home from their parents or if they were added the title to another property for some reason, that will knock them out of the box. Um, and then even in a circumstance where they don't sell the, the marital home, one spouse retains the marital residence, but the other spouse leaves we call i call it the vacating spouse the vacating spouse will qualify for a first-time home buyer status because again he's that he or she is being displaced so um so that's kind of a neat option right now help combat some of the market conditions and very not well not very well known at all in the mortgage industry another thing we're doing is rate buy down programs um, so interest rate buy down. So you can literally buy down your interest rate. There's some additional closing costs involved, but you can go from a six and a half percent rate to maybe as low as five and a half, depending on how much money you have to work with to buy down the rate. And another neat thing is in a lot of circumstances now, we can get the cost for the buy down from the seller. Hmm. Wow. Because sellers want to cooperate and you know secure a good a good buyer for their home. And sometimes they're willing to help with the costs associated with doing that. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah these are definitely things that um, divorce attorneys usually are not educated on. Having an interest rate buy down, knowing that perhaps the parties might qualify as a first-time home buyer, um, and then some of these loan assumption options that you were talking about. These are all the details and all the reasons why bringing somebody like you, Larry, in early is very important because as a divorce attorney, my goal is to divide and assign assets not necessarily to know how best you can move on or retain an asset. And so having somebody like you early on be able to talk about these things, um, it's not that the attorney is committing malpractice, they're doing their job. They are they are getting you divorced and they are allocating, dividing, or selling assets. But that doesn't yeah. have to be the end result. And if you want to restore what you feel you've lost, if you want to be able to keep your home or you want to live close by or in a quality area, there are options out there. That's right. And there are. So this is this is great information for people in a divorce, contemplating a divorce to know that your divorce attorney is not going to talk to you about it likely. But having somebody like you, Larry, early on, um, you're giving people hope and options. And, and you're delivering you know, a valuable service to the client. 
and and trying to help them have the best outcome possible as it relates to the divorce. So, yeah. yeah. Larry, if we could, we've got, you know, maybe about five more minutes here. Um, And I'm sure this does not give this next topic any justice, but do you think maybe you could talk a little bit about um, title issues and how that um, is complicated uh, here in the divorce process and and things that our listeners should be aware of? This is a huge topic. Thank you for bringing it up. And it kind of ties back to what we were talking about you know, involving the divorce professionals early on in the process. So um, title plays a huge role in in what options are available to the divorcing client going forward. So uh, we were, we've touched on a couple of different times the, the, the game plan of one spouse retaining the marital home and then refinancing the mortgage. And, um, the, and, and often they also need to take equity out of the house to compensate the other spouse for their their share of the equity in the marital home. And the way I approach it is I I do a process called an equity buyout rate term refinance. And that's important because almost everybody in the industry actually does this as a cash out refi. Cash out refi comes with an interest rate that's three quarters of a point higher than the rate would be on a rate and term. And you cannot access as much of the equity. That could be a factor where you are not able to get enough equity out, fully compensate the other spouse, and now you have to start looking at giving them other assets. And sometimes there aren't any. You touched on it earlier, uh, Tyler, and then often the house is, you know, the house is it. So uh, it's the asset, the only asset they have. So that can be uh, addressed early on in the process when we look at title. Title plays a role in whether or not they can qualify for an equity buyout rate and term. Lending guidelines require that the, the borrower be on title for 12 months before we can move forward with an equity buyout rate and term refi. So if we're if I'm involved early and we decide that that's the goal, retain the marital home, but we're gonna need to refi and we're gonna need to take equity out to, to give to the spouse, um, and and the retaining spouse is not on title, then my recommendation is we need to add them to title as soon as possible so that we start the clock on that 12 months. Hmm. Otherwise, um, then the options are very limited in terms of what we can do. So the next best option is you add them to title post-divorce decree, and then we'd have to wait six months before you could do a conventional cash-out refi. Again, not as attractive as a rate and term, but at least you could get the money out and but not everybody uh, can wait that long. And an FHA cash out is 12 months on title. So the sooner we start the clock on on being on title, um, the sooner we have additional options available to us. Often, and it doesn't sound like that, most people seem to have this in their mind that, oh, if it was a husband and wife that bought a, a marital home, they're both on the mortgage and they're both on the title. No, not necessarily. In fact, very frequently, it was only one spouse or the other who went on the mortgage documents for a variety of reasons, credit, it could be a lot of things. Um, and it's the retaining spouse naturally who's the one who's not currently on title. And so then it, it creates issues. But again, if we, we identify what the goals are early on, we can identify the steps we need to take so that we can make that happen for them 
once the divorce is final and title is a huge one. Everybody thinks, oh, I'm not on the mortgage. Is that going to be a problem? Being on the mortgage is not an issue. It's the title that counts. Absolutely. And and Larry, um, throughout this uh, conversation today, I heard a lot of times that we should pay attention to six months, 12 months. And I think that really drives home that we need to work on these issues early. An average mediated case for divorce can be three to six months. So people should be talking about that almost in their first mediation session. Yes. <laughs> the, the average divorce in a courtroom setting is 12 to 18 plus months. And so again, you can easily, if you start doing this early enough and plan early enough, you can qualify for some of these programs or products that are for six months or for 12 months. But we've all got to start early. The divorce professionals need to start early and work together collaboratively. The parties should be aware and made aware. Let's work early on this. Because again, I kept hearing over and over again, six months, 12 months, and that speaks volumes. Time's not on your side, even though emotionally you want your divorce done as soon as possible. But If we look at average durations of divorce processes, whether that's out of court or in court, if you start this early, you have a better chance of success. You have a better chance of utilizing some of these great things that you bring up, Larry, that can help them move forward in a much better fashion than if they wait until they get a boilerplate divorce document that says, you got 90 days to refinance or sell. And that's probably what most people have. Yes, exactly. And good luck to you. Figure that out on your own. And apparently they can't figure that out because we haven't given them enough time. So, yes. Well, Larry, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, I really appreciate it. I know my clients or potential clients really will appreciate it. We'll have you back at another episode so that we can talk um, more. Hopefully those market conditions will improve the next time we talk. But it's always good to know, regardless of what current market conditions are, there are options out there. We've got to start early. We've got to bring professionals, divorce professionals and mortgage professionals together much earlier on in the process. And we can together help families move forward. Yes, absolutely. All right. That was a very good summary of, yeah, exactly. Well, thank you, Aaron and Tyler, for having me today. I really appreciate it. It was my pleasure to be here. It's our pleasure. Yep. Thank always you. a pleasure to speak with you, Larry. Um, and we'll we'll invite you back here in the near future to talk about some more um, housing issues for divorcing or contemplating divorcing families. So thanks for joining us. Until next week, be well. You're welcome. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Restorative Divorce Podcast with your hosts, attorney and mediator Aaron Burt and our paralegal Tyler Burt. A special thanks to our contributors and to the authors of the many articles that inspire us and keep our clients informed. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into the separation, divorce, or parenting tips covered today that you can use now to help restore yourself. If you strive to improve your life or the lives of your children after a separation or divorce, join us next week when we will cover more restorative divorce topics. 
You can head over to BertLaw.com to get the podcast transcripts, follow us on social media, and even find more valuable family law information, all for your benefit. Get help today and work with us one-on-one. Contact us to set up a consultation or planning session to start rebuilding your life today. Enjoy this day and we'll see you next time.